Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Expansion Pass here on Boss Press Network. I'm your host, the United Side Enemy. Joining me is the one, the only boss man himself, Mr. Corey Deary. Hello, good sir. Hello. I'm here. It is 11.15, and we're recording podcasts. Yes, we are. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that actually happened today. Uh, I know I will, I will be excited and setting off you know loud and stuff but i'm just like it's kind of a cool thursday it's kind of laid back we definitely have to talk about a certain trailer that dropped and now i know people are analyzing it i know a lot of people have already seen it and should we have done a should we have done a direct recap show on the mario movie (laughs) i mean i feel like there wasn't really a lot there to do on yeah, it just wasn't a lot, I don't think. I mean, we probably no. could have done a reaction to the trailer, at least, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, I mean, it got too late, and now all the reactions are out there, and nobody cares. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, do you want to talk about the Mario movie real quick? The trailer? Yeah. The first trailer? So, yes. Uh, uh, so, everybody, um, Nintendo had a special di- uh, movie direct... Uh, for the Super Mario Brothers movie that is coming out. Um, if you've seen it, the trailer starts out with uh, some lava dropping on the ground and then more lava dropping and then you just see King Koopas, which is weird because, or, or Bowser, I should say. Um, Are we shocked that it's not an airship, like a real airship? It just kind of feels like a floating island. That's what I was thinking of because it's like castle stuff wasn't on there yeah. or anything. Yeah, I was kind of... Uh, I was kind of shocked that it wasn't an airship. It didn't bother me that much, but it was just like they should. Why isn't this like a Mario Three airship? I don't know. Uh, we see his island kind of thing that's flown around, come down to the landing. Uh, the Koopas are standing in like in the army base. Um, uh, King Koopa comes out. Uh, time a little time passes. He goes. Uh, there's this ice castle, and uh, King Cooper, King Bowser says, "Open the uh, open the doors," and the doors open, and all these penguins come out. And uh, one penguin says, "Attack!" Uh, they start <laughs> running and grabbing snow, start throwing it. And while the dramatic music is coming on, they're hitting Bowser with snowballs, and he's not fake. He's not faced at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then someone brought a catapult with an ice cube, and hit <laughs> the Koopa. I was kind of laughing. I was just like, okay, that's funny. I mean, yeah. that's that's cartoon uh, cliche, but that was just so funny. It was like spot on. Yeah, this this. I mean, this movie is clearly made for like seven eight nine ten year olds right i mean like that's that's mm-hmm. the audience they're shooting for and it it's just it was just funny because like first of all ba- bowser looks imposing in this movie like yes like that opening shot of bowser when he when they like the they he shows up through the fire for the first time is like a really mm-hmm. cool shot of bowser like way cooler than anything i thought i was gonna see in a, in a mario movie trailer uh, and Jack Black sounds great as Bowser, right? Like that's it's a cool, it's a cool thing. I think it's I think I think they did a really good job. I was actually shocked at how good he sounded. Yes. Uh, uh, so, melting 
um, the castle. Uh, and I gotta say, like I said, that fire looks so good. I kind of like how everything crumbles in. The Bowser ends up getting the star saying, who's going to stop me? Yeah. There's there's uh, an incredible amount of detail in this movie, it seems like. It's just, it's cool. It's, it's, the penguins are cool. By the way, if they don't make a penguin falls off the ledge joke in this thing, or like a penguin almost falls off the ledge or something, like, mm-hmm. that's, that they're gonna, that's a hard miss. Like, they need to, they need to do that. Uh yeah, so uh, in comes Mario. They kind of like fast forward, and Mario's just like, "Whoa, what is this place?" And he's about to go to this blue uh, mushroom, but Toad pops out and said, "Don't touch that mushroom." But then he says, "It's okay." Oh my god, uh, it's so funny! You know... It's so funny because that's clearly a <laughs> reference to the mushroom in Mario Two, right? The yes, Jap- Japan Mario Two Lost Levels. So funny. Yes. Uh, and uh, you know uh. Toe and Mario uh, goes on an adventure. Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt is voicing Mario, and uh, we finally got to uh, see how he looks and how he hears and hears him because Nintendo also put out uh, a movie poster, and I, I actually want uh, I actually want that movie poster mm-hmm. if they if they sell it. I'm like I want to frame it and everything because I think it's really nice and detailed. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if, uh, you know, I I wonder how much of this movie, I, I mean, they're clearly going to sell posters and, and all these other kinds of things, right? But I wonder how much mm-hmm. of this movie they're really looking at trying to monetize outside of it. Like, we already saw the, the uh, toys, right, being listed, right? We already saw yes. the toys being listed, we saw obviously the poster and obviously Blu-rays and stuff, but like, do you think, do you think we could possibly get a game based off this movie, like a like a, in this art style in this world? Because like, I would be really interested to see this world. It kind of gave me, gave me kind of uh, like the theme park almost, mm-hmm. like that feel and that vibe of the theme park. So I don't know. I just was thinking a lot about that. I think it, it definitely. I, I don't think it would be on Switch. I think it would be on their next console. Uh, I could see it happening, in a sense. I just wonder, the Nintendo's artists really have to go in and capture, like you know, do a lot of three D animation. And put in a lot of detail. I I could see this happening. I just hope that I'm like, I know Nintendo doesn't really like Mario games. But they don't have a um, they doesn't have that uh, like uh, um, a cutscene mentality for the Mario games. But yeah, but they never really needed one. But now that we're getting a movie, like they got to mm-hmm. tell a story in this movie. <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't really care about the a story in a Mario game. I just want something because this is really like you look at this movie and like you recognize that it's like Mario and Luigi and Toad and and yeah. Bowser and stuff, but they're all kind of slightly different than what we're we've been used to for the last twenty, almost thirty years, right? Since yes. Mario sixty four, really. Uh, and like I know people were complaining, but I'm like. 
you realize up until Mario 64, every single Mario game had a different art style, right? Like Mario looked different in every single game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually really like the design of Mario. I know some people were complaining about the designs of Mario and Luigi or whatever, but like they look, they look really cool. I really like this design. It's very, it's almost very Disney esque in a way. Uh, and I know Illumination is like that whole studio was kind of formed out of ex Disney and Pixar people, but like mm-hmm. it's just like man, they they really did a great job of capturing what makes Mario Mario while making it their own. And like I know a lot of people were complaining about Chris Pratt's voice, but I'm like, it just sounds like they're trying to capture that Super Show kind of vibe instead of you know. I understand people want Charles Martinet and and like I bet we get a Wahoo out of him or something at one point. Yeah. Right. Like th- I, there's going to be a classic Mario sound or two in there. But like no offense, I don't want to listen to that for 2 hours, you know. I I it it when Sonic the Hedgehog movie came out and they redesigned him in Zebra uh, shorts, I think did the voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's his name. People didn't envision how Sonic sound because if you look at it, Sonic had uh, Jamal White from Family Matters from mm-hmm. for the bad animation Sonic in kind of the Saturday cartoon Channel Seven. But then you had Sonic Sonic X, which was on Fox Kids, mm-hmm. you know. And then you had some of the video games that you know the voice acting just was was irritating or people just didn't care. And when you watch the movie, because a lot of people had their doubts for the movie, and both movies are great. Yeah, Ben Schwartz's voice is 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 kind of not the representation of Sonic. Yeah, like you see Sonic and you want to hear him, you hear his voice. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, no, I I I think you're right, and I mean, not that I don't think I don't think Chris Pratt is going to have nearly that big of an impact on Mario as mm-hmm. Ben Schwartz did for Sonic. But like, I think that you're going to be able to say, like, I think, I think, I think this change is needed. I know people don't want to hear that, but I think a change of Sonic or of Mario is needed just to get, get like refresh the brand, right? Like, I know a lot of people love Mario Odyssey and and stuff like that, but I just feel like Mario, for a long time, in terms of art style and direction, has kind of felt a little stale. How many times have I told you I want a 2D platformer in the style of the Mario and Luigi games? Like that hand, like the cover art, the hand drawn mm-hmm. uh, kind of look, the paint, like like yeah, the boldness mixed with like almost like a watercolor type of background type thing like i would love that but we're not going to get that because like it's all about recognition and i say that but like look how look how well zelda did when they in link's design changed remember that first trailer we talked about like how like link people were trying to debate whether or not link was a woman or not you know yes and uh yeah so i mean I think this is good. I think I think Mario looks cool. I think Toad is hilarious. Like I think Toad and Bowser are gonna totally steal the show. 
Uh, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for Charlie Day as Luigi also. I think that's going to be great. Uh, and, and I think that's really going to be like Mario and Luigi's better with each other. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's going to get a point where Mario's going to say something that's going to hurt Luigi and make Luigi walk away and everything. And I think like yo, it, it feels like one of those moments that Mario has so much pressure or something happens to Mario where he gets on everybody and yells at them. Mm-hmm. Where they turn, where they turn their back on Mario, and he feels down for doing that kind of. Well, don't forget that Donkey Kong and Cranky Kong are in this movie, also. Yes. Uh, So we're gonna get a a hint of that. I think I think we're gonna. I think people are gonna get what they want, right? And I kind of, you know, spoilers. We record the shows on Thursday. That's after I record Tower Casuals, and I was talking to my co-host over there, Josh, about it a little bit, and we might get a Smash Light type of movie universe. I think we're we're definitely going to get a Donkey Kong movie. It's already in the works. I mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to get a Luigi's Mansion movie based on that last shot. Um, well, I don't think we'll get a... Hmm. I think we're well, going to get a Luigi's... And, and it was funny because he actually said, I think we're going to get a Luigi's Mansion movie, but I think, what it, wouldn't it be hilarious if it was a... Always sunny and always sunny in Philadelphia cast just does the movie. Oh wow! Uh, but in all seriousness, like I think I think we could start getting like at least a Mario universe kind of MCU style thing. Well, well, with Nintendo's Devil Illumination, I believe that can happen. I think Luigi's Mansion will be very interesting because that's something that would be ready will be straight good for Halloween. Like that is like You know what else I thought I thought about this they could experiment with? Even if we don't get a Luigi's Mansion movie. I was thinking like and if Nintendo had the foresight for this, and I don't know how if they do or not or whatever, but like what if they make these big huge budget pictures but they they partner with DreamWorks and Illumination and people like this to where like what if they made you know how every Pixar movie has a short film in front of it? Mm-hmm. What if they made short films based on these characters and put them on well, expansion pass? Well, that's that's as an expansion that's Nintendo pack. Pictures. I that's know. Nintendo Pictures. Well, I think I think sense. right now Nintendo Pictures is more of like a production and asset creation help kind of uh-huh. thing. I don't know how big or small that company is going to be. I don't really. I haven't researched enough of that company they bought to know what they've done and what they haven't done and what they're capable of. But like, yeah, I I know the name has just changed recently, but I think they're yeah. still working things out with that. Like I, yeah, but I, I agree think... with you. Oh, oh, sorry, oh. go ahead. <laughs> oh, I agree with you because the pigment shorts were really good on 3ds and mm-hmm. to, and watching them on like Wii U and stuff and those are kind of the things that we kind of like it's what I'm expecting that some of their lesser or some of their because like a kid Icarus short before like Mario and it's action packed I would be like oh uh, I don't God would I, I, on this. I mean I think I think you're gonna start I think you're gonna see something like obviously Mario is the beginning and then Donkey Kong I think Kirby is probably the, a safe choice to be next mm-hmm. in line for one of these movies. Uh, you know, I think you're going to go that route first, but like, 
Man, I've just been like ever since I watched this trailer, I've been thinking about like a Zelda something, anything right. Zelda. But like, like I've always said, I think Zelda would be best if Link wasn't in it until the very end, the very least, if not at all. You know, like I think exploring the political side of Hyrule and seeing how, mm-hmm. you know if the king died or if Zelda rose to power and how she's handling it, or even including the champions in it to like, as, as rulers of each kind of governing body of Hyrule and the rise of Ganondorf from thief to king or whatever. Like, I think that'd be super interesting. But then do you think that that would work? Like I'm thinking of the final, not avid children, but the one before final fantasy 15 came out, uh, King's, Kingsglaive or whatever. Kingsglaive, I think. Yeah, like animation-wise, do you think that would work, or would you want like real life for it? Because Zelda could go e- either way, and I, I kind of feel like if, because I, I don't think Illumination could do like, like that's something so serious. I, I, I just wonder how it works. How I don't think know, how, I don't I don't even know if Zelda would be animated. I mean, I think maybe they partner with Illumination for their animated stuff like Kirby, Donkey mm-hmm. Kong, Mario. Uh, let's see who else could be thrown in there. I guess uh, my Star Fox cause... maybe would be cool. But like, I think I think for Zelda and Metroid and even Kid Icarus to an extent, you do. I think you could do a live action, or Kid Icarus could be an anime style thing like Castlevania, or. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think, I think they could really start doing interesting things. And judging by this trailer alone, I think, I think Nintendo finally got it right. You know. Well, yeah, and I was, uh, speaking of Smash Brothers, Bandai Namco has—I don't know who they went through to do their shorts to introduce their characters and stuff. But some of those, like those character intros, are are are. I think cool. I think it was probably Blur or someone like that. Blur does a lot of great work like that. They do the all the because, ha- they did all the Halo cinematics for Halo uh-huh. Two and Five, I think. Because, because can you see them doing the shorts for some of their animated stuff? Because, like, I'm I'm sorry, that's that's I was watching the Seth, the Sephiroth reveal, uh, doing the reactions, but I was just watching. I'm like, this is smooth. This is good animation. Like, I could see them doing that. Yeah, and, and stuff like that. So, like, if they do the shorts and the illuminations do the movies, oh, heck yeah. Because I think the thing about it is, is that, of course, Nintendo is uh, making sure that everything is, you know, like, I, I definitely want to see the behind the scenes uh, when this movie come out on, like, Blu-ray. I really want to see the behind the scenes on how evolved Nintendo was and how the animators and how they came up with the storyboards and everything. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in, in seeing that because if this is an art style that Nintendo continue, wants to continue to use, definitely when uh, the Donkey Kong movie comes out and everything, I'm uh-huh. down for it because I think this movie, regardless of its success, I, I really think. Oh, this movie's this movie's gonna be, this movie's gonna be the next Sonic. I guarantee I, this movie's gonna sell a ton of tickets. Like I, I, like just by based on Twitter reactions and interactions and 
things I saw on Facebook, even people that uh, that I work with that don't play games really at all, I think that they are. Yeah. I think they're ready for this. I think they're excited. And I mean, to be honest, I am too. I wasn't until I saw this trailer, right? I thought this movie I... is going to be kind of not a disaster, but definitely, mm-hmm. especially the, the high quality bar that Sonic set and definitely, you know, Detective yes. Pikachu set a bar set a bar pretty high, right? And then Sonic surpassed that. And then obviously like the Castlevania stuff on Netflix and The Witcher and, you know, stuff like that. The, the, this had a huge hill to climb and they, I judging by this trailer alone, man, it's just, I think. Now, I, it's funny that you mentioned Detective Pikachu because I think that's how Zelda works for some reason. I, something about the, the, the I like the uh, Detective Pikachu. I like the way that they look at how the Pokemon look. The mm-hmm. like the mixture of that animation and real life. Like I think that yeah. works for mm-hmm. Zelda. Yeah, I just I would like to see like a live action Zelda with you know the um. I mean, like the book goblins and like monsters and enemies and stuff like. Obviously, the Gorons are probably going to be animated, right? Or yes, or you know, like if if Rivali is in it, like Rivali is going to be animated, you know, that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I mean, you could find uh, someone to play Gerudos, right? Like you can find, you know, mm-hmm. people to play these roles, and so I I I think that would be a clear mix of that, and I almost like a. I guess Lord of the Rings, Witcher style. I would say more along the lines of like the Witcher in terms of like visual presence, not that gory or that dark, but you know, like yes. I mean, have have you watched any of the episodes of The Witcher on Netflix at all? Uh, not yet. I need to start it and everything because yeah. I think season three well, is starting up. Or, yeah, it does. Or a, it it does a it does a good job of, uh, that of of mixing live action with animation that doesn't look cheesy you know mm-hmm. also i guess that's what happens when netflix dumps like half a billion dollars into it but over four years so <laughs> we call <it> budget <laughs> um yeah so that's but but i i could see i i agree with you Corey. i could see a nintendo movie universe right now mm-hmm. uh and definitely, like in the future, and maybe, yeah, this would this would give some ideas to Nintendo to be like, okay, for our next console or whatever, if if everybody loving these graphics, if we could bring that to life mm-hmm. with our next console, that not only changes what we could do artistically, we may be able to do something more creative level design innovate or something because yeah i I think their level design is going to be beautiful but mm-hmm. i think and it's this... going to be like oh go ahead oh i was gonna... i didn't mean to cut you off but you said level design and it made me think of like you look at what super mario 3d world on the switch added with bowser's fury with that kind of open yeah. worldish style experiment and then you see how vast this world looks I mean, th- we could be seeing like a sneak peek at what an open world Mario game could look like between, you know, t- I mean, obviously it's not going to look like the movie, but like it could look close to the movie, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. Peach's Castle sitting on top of this giant mushroom hill and, you know, 
I think you go left, there's like, I don't know, lava land or whatever, and you go right and there's some sort of, you know, <laughs> weedle forest. I don't know. Like, I, I think I think there's a lot you could do. I think there's a lot you could do. The whole world is connected, so you could just go here and there. But I'm like, maybe you can't, maybe not saying it's Breath of the Wild shrine levels, but I'm like, hey, maybe there is a go-kart place somewhere, uh, or maybe there is Joshi races and, and stuff like there that may, you know, help you out and stuff. Like, I, there's so much that you could do, and you still, like, you could you could put a Mario open world game and connect that to, like, Yoshi's Crafted World or the, the Yoshi games. Because Yoshi's Island is way off somewhere, but mm-hmm. still in the Mario universe. I That's mean, another thing, too. You could totally do, like, a Yoshi's Island short, right? Yeah. Like, a short of... And that's where these shorts come in, too. Like, Luigi's Mansion, Yoshi's Island, or Yoshi's Story, or Yoshi's Crafted or Wooly World, or... Even even a Kirby style thing, or you know what I mean, like yeah, this is where you could get really experimental in terms of what is a full length movie, what is a short, what is a TV show, what is you know, and how do we integrate all this into a game or the theme parks, right? Like, yeah, you, you got to remember too, Nintendo's trying to build a build these theme parks and add on to the theme parks, like like there's a big Donkey Kong section coming and uh. I don't know, man. There's just, there's so much that is opening up with this one movie that so many people are speculating and interpreting. And, you know, maybe this, maybe this won't lead to anything. Maybe it'll just lead to a second movie, right? But, like, mm-hmm. but you there's can't. There's a way to expand their franchises you, yeah. by actually going into different routes and stuff because they talked about they want to get into entertainment and then and expand their franchises and mm-hmm. everything so if this is the way to do it do go ahead dude mm-hmm. i think you got a lot of gamers and non-gamers support to get people into it and yeah. everything and and you look i mean you look at this right and you're just like uh, well they're already making a donkey kong movie and clearly Clearly, they're hinting at Luigi's Mansion or something. Those are the same mm-hmm. when he's running from the Dry Bones. Which shout out to Dry Bones! So excited to see Dry Bones in this movie. I was so ready to laugh at but, that. Section. I know, dude. Luigi's Luigi's gonna be like the hidden star of this entire movie. Uh, mm. But those are the trees from Luigi's Mansion. Those are the trees from Luigi's Mansion. The broken, kind of almost upside down trees with no leaves. Yeah. That just like the color palette they use, minus like the lava pits he's jumping over, but. Like, ah, man, if Dude, Luigi's Mansion is not only like not saying it's ripping off Ghostbusters, but it can be like a comedic mystery game. Mm-hmm. What is going on? Like Luigi's Luigi's Mansion Three is a perfect example of yeah. you could take this place, make a story about this. We want to see King Boo, like. I want to know who's going to voice King Boo like, and just make it hilarious, but also make it like a little bit action packed, make it this mystery. Like, I think you got the writers that could really make this. Mm-hmm. Like, if if the writing is strong in this Mario movie, yeah. get those same writers to be like, okay, let's do this Mario, let's do this Luigi's Mansion, let's play the games, see what works, see what we could get out of it and then let's bring our own 
into because I think Nintendo is just there to oversee stuff. Yeah. And the Illumination is just like it's a bayonet, it's the platinum games thing. Here you guys go. This is our deal. This is the budget. Create. Yeah. What we don't like, we'll tell you guys what we do like. Bounce I bounce off ideas. Bam. There it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I guess I I'm excited to see what this movie is and what happens. I think not doing Charles Martinet was a good idea. I yeah. think I think Chris Pratt is fine as Mario. I I mean it's not like super special or anything, but it's not annoying to me. I think it's fine, uh, especially for what they're doing. I think Keegan Michael Key as Toad is hilarious. I think that whole section was hilarious. Uh, this is the weirdest thing. It did not sound like him. I know he's doing. I mean, he's doing a voice. He's very good at doing voices. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It does not sound like him at all, uh, which is hilarious. Uh, and gosh, Jack Black as Bowser. I it's I so was, fitting. I I was kind of like concerned because I feel like Bowser has that deep guttural sound. Yeah. And Jack Black has, I mean, his voice isn't like high pitched or anything, but his he his voice is different from Bowser's, right? And like, yes, the I like I I don't know if they added something to it or not, but I mean, you know, I don't know if that's I think they probably altered his voice a little bit, but like mm-hmm. it works, and the demeanor of Bowser is hilarious and scary at the same time, and it was a good that opening with Bowser was awesome. Yeah. If you go back to the Nintendo Direct when uh, Doug Bowser was being like introduced and Bowser came in, and he's like, ah, mm-hmm. like you hear that voice, it's just like these grunts are Bowser, but yeah. yet when you hear Jack Black, you just like, oh my goodness, a speaking Bowser is Jack Black. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I agree with you. I yeah. don't know what they did. They alter his voice, but he's so fitting with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because like when you see a movie with Jack Black, he has a kind of, I don't want to say like a nasal tone to it, but mm-hmm. it, ha- it has some definition that you'd be like, okay, in all of your movies for Jack Black, his voice is distinct. He's, it's yes. a, his voice is so distinct, you know, and I am kind of disappointed we didn't get to see Peach or Donkey Kong or Cranky Kong or some of these other characters that they already said were in the movie. Um, which I think we'll get another trailer, probably Game Awards. Yeah, I'm I mean that was Game that Awards. was my thought was the Game Awards, and then throughout Christmas and definitely like during football playoffs and mm-hmm. you know Christmas basketball oh, games would be and stuff. Crazy not to get it into the Super Bowl. That'd be insane. Oh, yeah. no, not there's, to get. There's going to be like two or three commercials during the Super Bowl, I bet. So, um, yeah, they're going to go. They're going to go heavy in March. Like, we'll probably see it at McDonald's, like the Happy Meal toys. Well, that <laughs> already leaked, it, right? right? I mean, those Happy Meal toys already leaked, right? So, oh, that's oh, where yeah. we—that's well, where we saw the first image of Mario. Uh, yeah. So, we'll we'll see, but I'm I'm kind of excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see what happens after this now. And <laughs> typical mm-hmm. Nintendo fan, right? You're always wondering what's happening after the current thing. Uh, but this is a new avenue for Nintendo. You know, I mean, we really haven't seen anything since like 
besides like the Kirby cartoon that was on in like the mid two thousands, we really haven't seen yeah. anything since like the Mario movie or the Super Show or Captain N or the Zelda show or the weird three D animated Doug- Donkey Kong Country show that is really scary to watch at this point because the animation. I so bad. was I I I just remember watching that on Sundays before church. That's all I can say with oh, the Donkey Kong show. It's really just bad (laughs) interesting bad uh do not recommend so yeah i'm excited i'm excited to see if nintendo decides to partner with anybody else or just illuminations uh i know that universal they kind of partner with have been partnering with nbc universal on a lot of things including Mm -hmm. the theme park right so i mean i think it makes sense to keep everything in-house and aesthetically this similar in that type of universe right so because like that world looks like the theme park a little bit mm-hmm. from what yeah. i've seen so man I, i'm sorry a site bike came to my mind and i'm just like oh what would they do with an excite bike or what would they do with like f-zero 10 like their their racing series like what because i feel like there's going to be a racing part in the Dougie Kong uh, movie. But I'm just like, mm-hmm. what if you actually took your racing series, whether they were well-known or not, and built a movie around it? Of course, Fast and the Furious is going to come to mind. But I'm just like, man, I want to see y'all animate some cool stuff with this. Yeah. Yeah. Where's my uh, Donkey Kong cart, mine cart stuff? <laughs> Oh my goodness, dude! I you know the Donkey Kong movie is gonna have a minecart thing. It, in it is, but I need to find out how is this gonna be scored. Like, it, it, I think it's gonna be awesome seeing it in motion. But I'm just like, who is scoring this? Like, and we don't know who's scoring the Mario uh, movie just yet, or any songs for it. But I'm, I'm into. I'm, ooh, yeah, yeah. Well, enough about that, I guess. <laughs> well, Corey, uh, should we do Patreon shoutouts? Yeah. Uh, let me get. Let me open it here. I got too busy talking about Mario movie. That. Um, all right. So, yeah, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash network where you can uh, sign up to support us directly. Uh a one dollar a month gets you early access to multiple shows, uh, and if you uh, subscribe at the five dollar tier, you become a Patreon producer. What does that mean? It means you get your name shouted out right here on this segment of this program across others. So, without further ado, our Patreon producers for this episode of Expansion Pass are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell. Celeste Roberts, my wife, Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. I want to thank yes. I want to thank all of our Patreon producers. I want to thank all of our patrons. I want to thank all of our free listeners. Remember, all of our content remains free. We just uh, provide you with some perks if you subscribe. Also, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're a free listener. Uh, remember to hit and leave us a five-star rating or review. It really helps. So, yeah. 
Sorry, I'm kind of out of it today. It's it's been a busy <laughs> busy week. So, um, well, all the podcasts and conferences you've been. Yeah, it's just it's work. just been a busy week in general. <laughs> I mean, this is uh, what uh, the f- fifth night out of the last six days that I've recorded, plus you know work and all this other stuff. So, yeah, you know, uh, you'll get Friday off. You you get to relax. Mm, we'll see. So, um, well, before we get to kind of like our main discussion, um, EA announced Need for Speed Unbound. Uh, this is kind of their next game after their three-year hiatus. Um, I think Criterion have been working on it. Uh-huh. Uh, and this kind, this one kind of uh, features a black cast on it. Um, when you watch the trailer and you hear the music, it's by ASAP uh, Rocky. Um, I think he's in the game or he may be like the main character or there's someone that looks like him. Um, and this, they went into a different art style. It might, it may make you think of Need for Speed Underground, uh, mm-hmm. but this one has more of a cell-shaded kind of feel to it and look. It's, um, it's weird because like the city and the cars are clearly realistically designed, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But it they're like the the characters in the game are cell like this stylized cell almost cell shaded like like you said Ed, but then like all the car effects like the smoke from drifting, and mm-hmm. like you know some of the effects on the cars themselves and like you know some just a lot of the things are really stylized and really colorful and I really I really dig the direction I hope the game is good. But, like, I really dig the direction, and I think this is kind of – this is unique. It's different. It's fun. Uh, and I think, like, outside of something like Forza Horizon, this is something that arcade racing really needs, you know? Yes. And I uh, I, okay. I like it. I don't know what other people are saying. I don't know if anybody commented on anything today <laughs> that I saw, but, like – a lot of people were just like it looks interesting, um, and I think that interest is like they're gonna people are gonna invest in picking the game up. Um, I haven't heard anything negative or like or saying that EA is trying too hard or Criterion is trying too hard. I haven't heard anything like that. Um, I know graffiti is a big thing about this, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like the arrows and the style and everything, but like you said earlier, cell shading. Um, this game is only going to be available for PC, PlayStation 5, and Series X and S. So no, no last-gen or current-gen. <laughs> Good. Um, and, Switch is, and Switch is not getting it, um, but it's an EA game, so we already knew that um, uh, that it wouldn't, wouldn't be on the system. Definitely with what they're trying to go for, and like with the graphic style and everything, I personally it probably just wouldn't look right on the Switch doing it. But it's not I, I won't rule it out or anything. You know, later on down the road, somehow there it could get ported to, uh, to a Nintendo console. We just don't know yet. We gotta see how this game does. Um and everything. I know Corey, when you text me about it, I didn't know anything about it because people said like there was reports that it got leaked or something. The title got leaked, but I was just like, "Yeah, it got leaked leaked yesterday, I think, uh, or a couple days ago, because a, it, it was leaked by the Xbox Store actually." And then, 
there, there's this weird new thing that all these companies are doing where I noticed it with Ubisoft first with Assassin's Creed where they changed all the digital icons to like the same icon almost except like they'll use the logo of the game like the, the way Assassin's Creed did it was they have this black and charcoal gray gradient kind of background that depicts some of the stuff from the game and then in the mm. middle of with gold is just like the Assassin's Creed logo of that game right so like uh Odyssey has a Spartan helmet in the middle uh Valhalla has like the two kind of axes and like and they changed it to all of for all the Assassin's Creed games and it looks it looks really nice when they're all lined up together right like it looks really nice but it was just like I noticed that and then EA did it with all the Need for Speed games. Like, they're all, like, this black and gray gradient with white lettering, the Need for Speed in white lettering, and then they all changed, the like, the subtitle to that lime green that they're using for this title. And I'm like, that's really interesting, and I actually like the style that these companies are using this, to promote their games. Is this, like, the... This is like just for the digital version, like mm-hmm. the like a the yeah. theme, like yeah. the uh front, front like of, the oh. you know like you know the icons are like the icons of the games on Xbox are square, right? And I assume they yes. are on PlayStation, and like it just looks really nice, and like especially when you go into your library and you see which games you own and stuff, and they're all lined up together. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, those are all the Assassin's Creed games. I can tell by the logo, and it's just like it's really clean and really nice, and simple and i i really dig it and i really like what they did with need for speed and i i'm kind of excited to see if other companies follow suit for this i i'm probably go probably at the show because i uh i will check the xbox store um because i'm assuming that they have it maybe i'll check also my xbox library uh because i don't know if even if you bought it if they updated uh your xbox library also yeah they they do they'll update it they did okay yeah, that's where i said yeah. okay just just to get a, a better look at it because i didn't know that they did an update or anything yeah it's really so, nice so um but yeah that I, I, we know that there was some pokemon news and everything but uh we'll probably say that for nintendo power block um and everything uh, because I thought they were just only going to do a trailer that they was 14 minutes long. I'm like, this is not a trailer. This is a direct. What is going on? Uh, yeah. For it and everything. Uh, I know the new Pokemon, the giraffe, I was just like, is that a change up on this head? Yeah. It's, man, these new Pokemon, man, they're strange. <laughs> yeah. But but they added a lot to it, so um, you know I'll be texting Gracie. I'm like, I'm gonna need you on the show. Take it where we recording. So, well, we'll see how things go. Because <laughs> I might be like Gracie, we need you on Power Block for Monday. <laughs> Got to see how Sunday goes, everybody. Uh, and I'll be like, uh, Gracie, can you come on Power Block? And he'd be like, Sure. Okay, you know you are the Pokemon master. Tell us all. <laughs> yeah, I would like side tangent about Pal Block. I would really like to get like a rotating third chair in here, like a almost mm-hmm. semi permanent, <laughs> like you know, like maybe get like three or four different people and they fill in once a month, like Grayson and Stephanie and you know anybody else that we know, <laughs> just like you know, and then obviously we'll have like a guest or two, right? But I, I. Yes. 
I really miss having that third person on the show that can like that you can like bounce other thoughts off of, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, to be honest, I mean, I think Grayson would be like if we were to pick a permanent third chair. I think Grayson would be like a great ad, but I know he doesn't have time to do that, so I'm not gonna yes. ask him. But uh, that would be that would be my ideal third candidate at this point for a permanent yeah. third chair if we had one. I don't know. It was just stuff I was thinking about earlier today. Okay. Well, I th- everybody. I think about this show a lot and how we can <laughs> oh. improve it. That's, that's always. You know, like, like I do. I just get, <laughs> you know, you know what happens. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, but did I get excited with, when you get ideas and you want to create, I'm like, yes, let's do it. Let's try it. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, that's part of the problem. You don't say, you don't tell me that you know, or it's a bad idea or stop. <laughs> well, because I can't stop, Corey, I'm not going to stop your creativity. We won't know anything until we try it. And so I'm an Aries that's, that loves creativity. Nope, not having this conversation. We're not getting, we we're not it getting to that episode. I'll just say as a person who looks forward to creativity, I'm always supporting people who want to create. And everything, or try some. I'm always down for that. <sighs> you already know how many times. How many times I say yes? Like only time I'll tell you no. That's not working. Is when you're showing me artwork that you have idea. I'll be like no. I'm like or no. This could change. We could probably do this kind of like that. That's the only time I might say no to you. You know, and that gets like really hard to say to you sometimes, because just like I don't want to crush your ideas or inject all your ideas, but I'm just like I want to refine it because we are we both love art, and so we both want to come to agreement to be like, yeah, this looks good. But other times I just be like, oh yeah, I need a shirt of this. Like you know, when I say I need a hoodie or a shirt or something, then it's on point. Yeah. Oh, anyways. So podcasts, everybody. Yay. Well, Corey, we're gonna get into our topic for this episode, or our third topic, I, I should say. because uh, we talked about the Mario and um uh Need for Speed. But we were talking um um past uh Nintendo Power Block uh about Nintendo's second party and kind of partnership companies and the games that they make and everything. Um, how many they have, what was their last working on. Um, and we it was it's kind of intriguing to see uh, how many companies they actually like own. So um, looking up, uh, Nintendo owns uh, 1UP Studio, IQ, Mario Club, Monolith Soft, uh, NDQ, Next Level Games, Retro Studios, and SRD. Um, the partners that they work with or they used to own uh, is, is kind of mixed, like so, some of they call second party. Um, Alpha Dream, but Alpha Dream ended up closing. Um, uh, Umbrella, Arika, Arzest, Camelot Software Planning, Curve Digital, DNA, now that's D small E N A. Game Freak, 
Gambarion, Genius, Sonoridi, uh, Goodfield, Grezzo, HAL Laboratories, Intelligent Systems, Marigold Management, Ninja Pick Studios, Platinum Games, Skip LTD, Sin Sophia, Van Poo, and uh, Vite. Now, those are some second, that was a mix of some of their second party and partners that they work with. So the partners that they work with, like Platinum Games and Bedai Neko, um, they're not owned by Nintendo, but you know they do make games for Nintendo and stuff. Um, they don't own Grezzo, but it is a partner with them. Uh, they they own Intelligent System it, Systems in, in a way. Uh, but yeah, like it's kind of interesting to see how Nintendo does their business and they make the games and everything. Um, for one of studio, they have Magical Vacation, Mother 3, and Accomplish Trail. They're currently a development support studio for Nintendo EPD. IQ uh, was a manufacturer of Chinese versions of Nintendo consoles. Uh, since 2016, it has handled simplified Chinese translations, localizations, and since 2019, has moved from console manufacturers to become a development support studio, hiring programmers and testers to support Nintendo EPD games. Um, Mario Club is debugging quality control and testing. Um, Monolith Soft, everybody knows, Xenoblade Chronicles series, Beta Chaos, and Disaster Day of Crisis. But they also uh, help with the development support uh, for uh, Splatoon, Splatoon 2, The Legend of Zelda, uh, Pikmin 3, um, and like we know, Tears of the Kingdom and Splatoon 3 that they help with. Um, Indie Cube, uh, they have the Wii Party series, Mario Party series, and Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classes. Um, and Indie Cube is like kind of made up of X. Um, Hudson Soft employees who used to do the old school Mario Party games. So, um, next level games uh, is the Luigi's Mansion series, Super Mario Strikers, Punch Out, and Metroid Prime Federation Force. Uh, Retro Studios have Metroid Prime and the Donkey Kong Country series. And SRD is the development support for Nintendo EPD and previously Nintendo EAD. Now, Nintendo EPD. Uh, it's kind of is their entertainment planning, uh, planning and development. Um, they are the ones who made like The Legend of Zelda, Triforce Heroes, Animal Crossing, Twilight Princess HD, uh, Mitomo, and their last three games that they made. Uh, they're the ones that's doing Pikmin Four. They're also uh, the last games, uh, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom that they're doing. Uh, Splatoon 3, Nintendo Switch Sports, Brick Brain Academy, Brain vs. Brain, Metroid Dread, WarioWare, Get It Together, Game Builder Garage, Bowser Furry, and Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Um, another partner that we didn't talk about was Mercury Sting with Samus Return and Metroid Dread. Um, I believe Good... Uh, I mentioned Good Feel. I had to look him up. Uh, for a minute. Uh, Goodfield, uh, they did Wario Land, the Shake'em uh, Dimension, and Hidden Pictures 
their last three games that they made uh, was Yoshi's Crafted World, uh, Kirby's Epic, uh, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn for 3DS, Poochie, and Yoshi's Woody World on 3DS. Uh, they also did. Um, good job. Uh, I think it was the indie studio that they worked with to make that game. I believe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just says published by Nintendo, so I don't. They never like. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, uh, and everybody know Game Freak, uh, but their last three games. Uh, where they're making Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Pokemon Legend RCS, and Pokemon Home, uh, but they also did Pokemon Sword and Shield. Outside of those games was Little Town Hero, Giga Rec Art, which is a really cool game. Um, it's kind of like their Metroid action game, but then they go back to the Pokemon series and everything um, for them. Uh... How Laboratories, that's that was Iwata's team before they uh he moved to um the uh, president. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't think. I was trying to get my notes and everything. Um uh, Alpha Dream, uh before they closed, um Rip. they did Mario Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo twenty twenty. Mario Luigi's Bowser Inside Story and Bowser's Journey, uh, Mario Luigi's Superstar Saga and Bowser Millions, uh, Paper Jam for Mario Luigi and Dream Team for Mario Luigi on 3DS, um, and then they did Post Pet DS, which was in Japan. Yeah, so Alpha Dream had the Paper Mario series. Um, before they, no, I mean, not Paper Mario, uh, uh, Mar- uh Mario, Luigi. Mario Luigi, yeah. I feel like Ed is falling asleep as he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a lot. Uh, I know this sounds like a topic we should have done, like not talking 35 minutes about the Mario movie <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> um, well, uh, oh gosh, yeah, see. <laughs> So uh, our rest, uh, our zest, uh, is a successor to our tune. It's made of many former our tune and Sega employees. And they're the ones that made Balan Wonder World for Switch. Mario Luigi's Bowser. Oh, they helped with uh, um, Mario Luigi. They made Hey Pikmin and Me Track uh, that they did also. So, and partner wise outside of Platinum Games has Bandai Neko and Kobe Tecmo. Uh, Wave 4 is doing the Advanced Wars uh, uh, gang, uh, one to two, reboot camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, they have a lot going on. Um, and I think that's why when we don't know the games that they have in line, I think it's because of all the studios that Nintendo has and the people that they work with that it's just like, no wonder you got like almost 12, 10 or 12 games coming out per year. You, you got all of this content well, that, from all of these developers. That was the problem with splitting it between a handheld, like, you know, sometimes one or two handhelds and a home mm-hmm. console, right? Like, 
that was the problem is there's so many Nintendo ha- probably has like the most prolific first party output out of anybody. You know, I mean, I would say they do like, I mean, Sony's only putting out two or three games a year and what was the last game Microsoft put out? <laughs> you know I mean? It, it, it's if you're putting something out every four to six weeks, first party wise, whether it's with partners or internally or, uh, you know, like a remaster or a re-release or a mm-hmm. remake or a new game, like there's something every month. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's good. I, I think Nintendo needed this. And, um, I, th- I think when you look at what they have coming out, you know, we, we kind of know their release schedule all the way through May of next year now. I mean, yeah, yeah, March and April, you could kind of guess what's going to be there. Like, we talked about Detective Pikachu uh, coming at some point, and, um, you know, maybe Advance Wars fits in that area somewhere. And obviously Fire Emblem and Zelda and Octopath, right? Like, there's so much coming in... We, we there like after Zelda, like we know nothing, and it's great, you know. And uh, there's right. been rumors flying around, right? Like, obviously, Metroid Prime Four is in the works, and that rumored Metroid Prime trilogy, and Donkey Kong, and the Zelda ports, and all these things are rumored, but there's no confirmation on any of it except for Metroid Prime Four, and we know they start they like restarted development, and so right. I don't know. I th- I think Nintendo's first party does a great job. I think the things that they've done so far for Switch, I I mean, I can't really name one bad first party game for Switch, right? I mean, what I mean, what would be the worst first party game that they've done for Switch? Um I mean, I I don't I don't I mean, know. People really. might say like the tennis and Mario Golf, but I'm just like, no, that's not bad. I mean, because I mean they're not bad. I mean, though. Those they're games just, still they, so. I mean, they they're not as feature rich as like some of the older games, but they they definitely right. like they're not bad games by any stretch. You know, they're like sevens, I would say. Right, which I think a lot of companies would would be happy with. No, because yeah, you could get some sevens and eights, but like if you pass, I think if you pass the five hundred thousand mark, or even get to a million, uh, depending on how the time frame is, those developers are happy. And don't forget, this stuff is happening on one console. It's not going to different consoles or PC. This is all happening on one console. So, so just to even get five hundred thousand copies of a game sold on one console that's impressive Mm -hmm. at $60 and the lowest that it dropped to is like $41 or something like that's still impressive even years after it's it's release Mm -hmm. yeah so I mean it's just it's it's nice to see Nintendo have so much output and then and then you can rely on Koei Tecmo or the Pokemon company and game freak or platinum to, mm-hmm. to fill out some of the roster, right? Like we're talking, we're sitting here now and like platinum has two games coming out in October. I mean, you look at October, you look at Nintendo's October, right? You have near near automata persona five, Mario rabbits, Bayonetta, 
No Man's Sky, right? Like there, there's so much in October by itself. And Nintendo yeah. has two games that they're publishing. Um, you know, not necessarily first party games, but you know, Ubisoft is doing Mario Rabbids and Platinum is doing Bayonetta three, and then you have this port of Near, which is everybody's saying is like the best Switch port of any third party game now, which is kind of nice to hear <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, uh, I know that I was watching Nintendo Live. There's like Rich Russell is now becoming the developer to look at for Switch ports. They could keep continue to bring games out of that this high quality. Then yeah, it's gonna be a company that people really need to be paying attention with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also you have you have games like Overwatch and Diablo coming from Blizzard and uh well Overwatch is out now, sort of. <laughs> uh, oh, any console, yeah, sort of. <laughs> different different problem there. Uh you know, and, and obviously some of these sports games are coming out and there's just a good mix and we had an episode uh, a couple months ago about Nintendo's third party and like their their diverse lineup of games when you mix in first mm-hmm. party and third party and all these things and I think <clears throat> I think people really enjoy stuff like that like I I don't know man I I still think the best bang for your buck is still nintendo switch unless you can score a series s with game pass right but even then like i still think nintendo's games are better overall than microsoft's um in some capacity right i mean i know i still hold gears in super high regard i still think halo infinite is a great game when you look at it on Mm -hmm. its own you know i mean aside from the multiplayer woes and that kind of thing. I still think Halo Infinite is a wonderful game. Um, Forza is a great game, but like they've been relying on those pillars for so long, and there's like, nothing surrounding it right now. I mean, we know a bunch of stuff that's coming from them, right? But like, yes. And I know people could sit, point at Nintendo and say, well, they rely on Mario and Zelda all the time. Well, that's true, but they've always had good library filler, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, like There's Metroid. Been a lot of consistent. I mean, I, you look at you look at the library now. Like, okay, you have your temp. Let's say <laughs> Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, that kind of thing, right? But you also have Metroid Dread and Mario Kart and Pikmin and um, Link's Awakening and. Uh, Mario Rabbids and Bayonetta and look, I mean, look how different all of these games are. Donkey Kong, um, Fire Emblem, Three Houses, Arms, just like... Fire Emblem, Splatoon. You know, I mean, look at look how different all these games are. Right, and this it is it, it amazes me that with all this diversity that Nintendo has, people go back to it or they're picking it up. You know, like, Mar- yes, we could make fun of Mario Kart 8 all we want to and everything. But look how, how that game is selling. That That's on the level of of if I get a Switch, Mario Kart is, is going to be my first or second game. Like, the attach rate to mm-hmm. the Switch 
and everything. That I think that's why a lot of people who are going through their backlogs for Nintendo and looking at all of these companies in the chain. Let me start. Why didn't I not play this game when it came out? That's that's a lot thing a lot of people are saying that why did they not play this game when it came out? They picked it up, put it on the side, and then realized, oh, oh this is why everybody was ranting and raving about it. This is why it got its scores and everything. Because these developers that work with Nintendo, they are putting out great product. They are putting out titles that people are discussing and going back to and, and everything. So, you know, so it's just like it it amazes us like we talked about 2019 Corey just that September alone of games that dropped yeah like we talked about having a stack February next year and having a stack October no when you got like Link's Awakening Dragon Quest 8 um what else dropped I think NBA uh NBA 2K 23 Three. uh NBA uh, 23. 23. Yeah. No, in uh, 2019. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, there was something for a Switch always dropping. To just be like, how am I going to buy all of this stuff or play oh. all of this stuff? Like, it was packed just in September alone. Yeah. Hold on, because was that the same year that Three Houses dropped and then... In mm-hmm. August, it was Astro Chain, and then well, uh, Link's Awakening. It was, I think, it was Fire Emblem, Ultimate Alliance Three, uh, Damon X Machina, Astral Chain, Link's Awakening. Oh, yes. Um, and then I forget what was the rest of the year, but that uh, that no, like July Dragon Quest Twin, Jack, Dragon Quest Ten. I meant to say, not eight. Um, that whole stretch of like between the end of July and through september was just wild it was insane yeah because i think did dead cells drop that year too i, I think so i don't, I don't remember <laughs> well because when uh dead cells because i don't think it was like officially announced for switch i know i just remembered that uh i think it was 2019 because it was uh amazon listing that that game was for a pre-order. And they were just like, this is coming to Switch? Wait, we heard some things about this on PC. And everybody, that was the time that everybody was just like, I'm not, I'll get the digital version, but people were waiting for the physical. And when the physical dropped, <laughs> we all, people went out to go get it. And I was saying we all did. But I think it's it, it kind of shows that just within Nintendo themselves, like man, all of these strong titles that they have released, and even from Wii U to Wii, and going back further with their games, it's just like like you said, Corey. Nintendo just have a strong lineup of first party IP, mm-hmm. and and whether it was whether you liked the game or not, or you wasn't feeling it, you can't deny that the quality is there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So. I mean, I I still love my Switch. I'm going to play everything I possibly can there, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, if it's not great, I'll play it somewhere else. But, like, for the most part, I mean, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it there. Right. 
And and not to knock Microsoft with their lineup, but Microsoft were supposed to have that killer hit month for month because of how many games they they announced. And, and I, th- I think, that they and have. I think that that's going to start next year, right? Like they're, mm-hmm. you know, I know they want to put out one AAA game every quarter, but I mean, if they own thirty studios, thirty-five studios, or whatever, they should be putting one out every two months. At, you know, Cause, yeah, because I knew, because I had a feeling that Microsoft was going to kill it in twenty-one. In twenty-one, really they felt- did. They did. I mean, you had Psychonauts, and then Horizon, Forza Horizon, Horizon and Halo. But I thought they would have more games oh. coming out. Well, I mean, they should have, right? But they they didn't. Yes. And you know, Xbox is in the waiting game, and they've they've been playing the long game. But like at some point, you got to start producing, you know. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I think Xbox is going to have a huge year, right? With Redfall, Starfield, Hellblade. Uh, I'm sure. About, the new, I'm sure the uh, new Fable. Not those games aren't coming out next year. Uh, I I mean you could get uh, possibly the coalition's next project coming out next oh, year, yeah. whether it's whether it's Gear Six or their other unannounced project. Forza Motorsport is yeah, it Forza, seven or is it eight? It's it's just called Forza Motorsport, but it's for the Motorsport. It's, okay. I think it's eight, but it's just called Mo- Motorsport. Um, and then you know beyond that. You have whatever. I mean, Ghostwire Tokyo is supposedly coming to Xbox next year, right? Yeah, and when is that supposed to be? I wonder, supposed to be dropping. 365 days after the PlayStation release, which is exactly so when fall. Deathloop dropped, was 366 days after the PlayStation release. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Xbox has a lot in the pipeline, but until we get it, like, <laughs> you know. It's nice that we got Outriders and MLB The Show and stuff like that mm-hmm. on on Game Pass and stuff, but like, you can't live on that forever, man. I mean, look at look at stuff like, I mean, Stadia, different animal, but like, no first party output, right? So, what's right. unique about that console? And it's getting to the point where like, you're kind of looking at Xbox. What's what's unique on your console, guy? You know, I mean, Gears. I'm I I've played Gears Five three times already you know i don't need to i don't need to play it again as great as that game is and as no i know they're trying to get japanese support but that's just like yeah i mean that's the other thing is like kojima's next game supposedly coming next year probably the xbox title uh Mm -hmm. which was i think it was leaked today today right l fanning who am i is that what it's called yes or was that just like a teaser or something I think that was just a teaser, uh, because when Black Mission, I'm like, who is she? Like, yeah. I Elle Fanning's a pretty big actress. Um, I I just don't I I I heard, the name sounds familiar. I just got to see what she was in because I probably seen it. And it's just did like, you see Maleficent, the Angelina Jolie Maleficent? No, I have not. Oh well, she she is in that, and she's, she's in, in a show, she's in a show on. I want to say Hulu, one of these streaming services where she's playing like a girl that was accused of murdering her boyfriend or something. I don't really know. But, uh, uh, I think if I look her up and see her like discography, I could be like, oh, okay, I know who she is. I've seen yeah. this movie, I, you know, yeah. and everything. Yeah. So, um, and I, 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 I think 
with Sony also because we still don't know what they're all planning to do. I really, I really feel like Microsoft is going to have a really great 2020 year, uh, 2023. And if Nintendo doesn't release a lot of stuff, it's okay. We talked about them putting out too much, and you know, I'm fine for a year that Nintendo falls back. Put out five good, five or six good games. Even if you want to do small stuff, even if you want to do a box box boy, or something like that, or box girl, like or some or small stuff. If you want to work with partners and get stuff out, fine. I'm fine with them taking a break in 23 because they just they gave us year after year of great titles. If, if Microsoft, if Microsoft is delivering hot titles getting Game Pass subscriptions, getting more sales for the consoles. Cool. Great. Nintendo, fall back. Because my thing is, if your next console or different version of Switch is coming in the future, build for that. Get get those releases ready for that because everybody's going to be like, yeah. Well, I think they are, right? I mean, how long has this Metroid Prime trilogy remaster slash remake been in the works, right? And so mm-hmm. I think I think that that's a great way to get that game in people's minds is promote it with the next console. Because, like, as much as we know people who love Metroid, right? Like, it doesn't yeah. sell very well, right? I mean... Metroid Dread sold what almost what four million units and it sold more than every other Metroid game combined already. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, you know I think I think if you want to get eyes on a franchise that's not as popular as Zelda and Mario, you you promote it with the ne- the new console or the iteration of the console or whatever, and like that's how you get eyes on it. And I think that game is the Metroid Prime remake, and then mm-hmm. next year will be Prime Four. Or 2024 will be Prime 4, whatever. Uh, And then you release it alongside maybe a new Mario game, uh, which I think is coming next year, and a Donkey Kong game, and stuff like that. So, Yeah. So. Well, Corey, I think we're going to call that our show. Great. Uh, It's bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Uh, But, Corey, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at I am Corey Nishi on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on the Boss Rush podcast and Nintendo Power Block and various other things. You guys can find me on Twitter at that Virtual and on Instagram. You can also check us out on Boss Rush Network on our YouTube page. Check us out on BossRush.net for some of our other podcasts and uh, written uh, articles there. Um, yeah, and follow us at Power Block Podcast on Twitter. Um, let us know what you thought about the. Uh, Mario trailer. Um, let us know what you think about Need for Speed Unbound. Like, I want to hear what what did you think of that art style? And does it remind you of any Nintendo games? And yeah, also check out some of the uh, second and partnerships that Nintendo has worked with. You may find a game there that you remember playing and can't believe that this developer did. Like, it's, it's some good history. Um, with that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time on Nintendo Expansion Pass. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.